morning, everyone. Today's reading is going to be from the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. You can find it on um, page 948 of the Church Bible. Haggai 2, verse 1 to 7. I read, In the second year of King Darius, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Sheatil, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of, who of you is left? Who is this house? Sorry. Who of you is left? Who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Yes, may bless the reading of his word. Um, the text that I want to speak on this morning is verse 7 uh, that was just there at the end. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, declares the Lord Almighty. The year is 520 BC. The king is the famous Persian king, King Darius, and the prophet's name, Haggai, means party-goer. But the mood is not one of partying. In fact, it's a very somber and dour mood, not a joyful mood in the nation of Judah at all. But Haggai preached a series of sermons over four months, from September to December, 520 BC, and he was attempting to inspire hope in the nation of Judah, hope in a time of hopelessness. So if you keep that um, passage open, we're going to look at the first seven verses of Haggai chapter 2. And the first thing that we see is that the people feel hopeless. In this time, the second year of King Darius, the nation of Judah had just come back returned from 70 years of exile in Babylon, and they'd come home. And their city, their home city of Jerusalem, was a pile of rubble. The foundations had been laid for uh, a wall and a new temple, but it was very, very unimpressive. Look at verse 3. Who, is, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it look, not seem to you like nothing? So there was a lack of hope. 
And folks, I think this is relevant for us because I sense a great lack of hope today in the world. What hope is there for a peaceful outcome in Palestine? We've had 70 years of war, of strike, of counter-strike, and, and it's worse now than ever. The, the biggest night of bombing in the conflict so far was last night. We have a, a war in the center of Europe, which is going under the radar, but it's going to be another cold and horrible winter for the people of Ukraine. We have a, a COP summit trying to deal with the catastrophic climate change. Do you have hope that it's actually going to result in something positive? Our own local councils are bankrupt. Homelessness is rife. Crime is rife. Domestic abuse is rife. Drug abuse, people junked up on spice outside, is rife and at epidemic proportions. Organized crime groups run the drug lines in our city. And we have corruption and racism and misogyny in our police forces. I feel that there is not much hope around. What hope is there for young adults riddled with debt? We, we see the lack of hope in the art and fiction and movies. We watched uh, The Hunger Games a couple of uh, weeks ago, our family, um, which, is, which is a great movie. Uh, this is the prequel. Um, but again, it is, it is showing the oppression of districts by the capital, which really depicts human history in the past, and it depicts the present for many in our world as well. I wonder if in 50 years, history students will look at the early part of the 21st century and it will be called the great unraveling. I feel like there is a great unraveling going on at the moment in our world. The international conventions, the international laws that have uh, guaranteed freedoms and rules for so many, this liberal order is breaking down. War crimes are committed every day. We have the unraveling of, of what we think about gender. We have the unraveling of what we think about marriage. We have the unraveling of our ecosystem. We have catastrophic climate change. It doesn't feel like it this weekend, but we've had the hottest year in human history. Our democracies are unraveling. I don't know if you have seen um, the Booker Prize winner for fiction uh, this year. The book is called Prophet Song. Um, I bought it and I'm reading it at bedtime and it's not making me very cheerful. Uh, it's set in Dublin and it depicts the unraveling of Irish democracy. It's about a family who are used to freedom and democracy but they're facing a terrifying new world. What we see is a, a, a migration crisis, seven coups in Africa in the last six months. And this migration crisis, which is unsettling the whole of Europe, uh, is causing populist right-wing governments, uh, to, uh, parties to win power. Uh, we, we've seen this in various places like Holland and Argentina. 
Here in the UK, we're, we're grappling with a long-term cost-of-living crisis, a crisis in the NHS, and a chaotic government. There is a hope deficit in our world right now. And it is into this context, this kind of context, that the Lord Almighty promises hope. Turn your eyes to the text again. So we see hopelessness in verses 1 to 3. And then we see the Lord Almighty promise hope in verses 4 to 7. But now, be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Zerubbabel and Jehoshadak are the leaders of Judah, and they are exhorted and encouraged to facilitate the people to be strong and work and build the house. That's the temple. And their work was to be inspired and encouraged by hope. And the hope is this. I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. His presence is with us. And he says, I am with you, says Jehovah Sabaoth. This name of God that's mentioned 207 times in the, the Old Testament, it's sometimes translated the Lord of hosts or the Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord is the covenant name for God, the one who will remain faithful despite the people being faithless. This faithful God has armies at his disposal, legions, thousands of angels, and he is able to rebuild and restore what is broken. And so the invitation is to a people to partner with the Lord's mission of restoring and redeeming the brokenness. Beauty for brokenness. Hope for despair. This is the message that is given by Haggai to the leaders and through the leaders to the people of Judah who are enduring and suffering with a psychological hopelessness. And folks, this is our message for Southampton too. This is our mission in Above Bar Church. Every single day, from Monday to Saturday almost, 12-7, this building is being used to heal broken lives. We're doing that with asylum seekers, with the homeless, with parents, with children, with the young, with the old. And that's not to, to glorify the church. This is about Jesus, and we will exalt Jesus. But this, this building is a haven for the broken, for the poor, for the marginalized. And this is what God is doing in Above Bar and in this city, especially in the last five to ten years. And the hope is also you guys on your front line. Tomorrow in school, as Ruth was right to, to tell the children, 
But, but you, as you go to work, you bring the aroma of Christ. Therefore, the exhortation of Haggai to the people of Judah is the exhortation for you too. Be strong. Did you see that repeated three times in one verse? Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Through the Spirit, Paul tells us we are able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Therefore, be strong. Be strong, you guys who are battling with addiction, with alcohol, with drugs, who come here for help. Be strong, you parents who sometimes despair with your own children. It's tough, it's hard work. It feels like you're losing. Be strong. Be strong, you guys who are waiting for your asylum decisions. Four more summoned to the ship just in time for Christmas this week. Be strong, as we heard last week, you people who are struggling with loneliness and it, it grips you at night, or with sexual temptation. Be strong. Be strong, young people who are struggling with your own identity. Who am I? Be strong, older person, battling your own cynicism, your own ill health, your own sorrow at bereavement, your own fear of death. Be strong. This is the message of verses 4 and 5. The message of verse 6 is a drum roll. In a little while, the Lord Almighty says this, in a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth the sea, and the dry land. And then we have verse 7. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The one desired by all nations will come. What do the nations desire? What do the nations desire? Peace. Justice. Freedom. Have you guys ever heard the gut howl of someone who wants freedom? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever sat with such a person? This is what the nations desire from their gut. And what is promised is that peace, justice, freedom will come in a person, in a Messiah. And his name is Jesus. And John writes about him, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. I will fill this house with glory, says Haggai. John very well knows that text, and he says we've seen his glory. The glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. That is Jesus, the hope of the nations, glory personified. And when he came, what did he do? He made the blind to see. He made the deaf to hear. He made the dumb to speak. He touched and embraced the leper. He embraces the broken. He lifts the downcast. He gives dignity to the poor and the marginalized. He frees the prisoners. Jesus has a great heart for the poor, the marginalized, the addicts. But he offers us all forgiveness. He frees us from our sins. He pays the debt that we owe. He cancels it. 
He nails it to the cross. This is the desire of nations. And John says, we saw his glory. He tabernacled among us. He is the fulfillment of the temple, that temple where the glory of God came in a cloud and presenced himself with the people. He came in a person. And he has shaken all nations. This longing for justice and peace that the nations have. He shakes all nations. These, these, the, these laws that we've had that have protected the world since the Second World War, the, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, that's because of Jesus. It's because of Christianity. And he will shake the earth again because he will return. As we consider his first advent this morning, we also think about his second advent where this charge of death and decay and brokenness will be halted and the curtain will come down on the stage and the brick will be thrown at the TV and the Lord of hosts will shout, Stop! And the Lord will come again. Christian hope looks back to the resurrection in order to look forward to his second advent. And we celebrate all this as we take the bread and the wine. We declare the Lord's death until he comes again. So be strong, folks. Commit. Commit to the mission of God in this city. Become a member of Above Bar Church. Commit. Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer, and may your lives overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we've sought to hear a prophetic message, a prophetic message from Haggai, which is a prophetic message to us in a time of darkness and hopelessness in this world. Help us to grasp hope. Help us to be real about the darkness and real about the hope at a gut level. Help us to rejoice in Jesus, the hope of the nations. Amen.